Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Kingdom 101 Relationships. It is Wednesday, the 19th, I think it is, of January 2022, and we're coming live. So let's open up in prayer. Uh, it's kind of a, a bit of a light, late start. I'm sitting there listening to um, some of the notes and listening to the Holy Spirit, and one of the things about recording from home when I'm not recording live is that I, I do tend to take more time. I want to make sure that by the time I'm ready to press play or record or what have you, that I'm in sync with what I believe that the Spirit of the Lord wants. I want to make sure I really hear Him because I consider your time to be precious as well. The nice thing about it being pre-recorded is that you can play it at will. You don't have to, um, I guess, well, you do whatever you do, but you're not obligated to be like, if I don't, if I'm not hearing this time, then I'm going to miss it because thankfully you're going to be able to play it again. So let's go ahead and pray. We're going to get started into this or flow into this. We're going to pick up somewhat from where we left off last week. Hopefully we only have one video this time around. Heavenly Father, I come before you this night in the name of Jesus and I give you praise and glory and honor for the um, for the opportunity and the privilege and the honor of being able to present your word. And I do present myself as a living sacrifice, my body as a living sacrifice that is holy and acceptable to you. And I do present my tongue, my eyes, my ears, my all of my understanding, every gate to me, to you. And I thank you for what it is that you have to say through me. I pray for the ears and the hearts of those that are to receive this engrafted word of God that is able to save souls, that it will move in the direction that you desire and that many of us will find ourselves in another place as we continue in this conversation about relationships. I bless the apostle of the house as well as all the ministers, all of the, all of the members, everyone that is connected to us or those that are connected through us through other sources. I pray for these wonderful, wonderful people that is the family of God. Lord, have your way in us tonight. Talk to us. Reach people that I don't even know. Reach them by the calling of your spirit. And let us really settle into you, Holy Spirit, to hear what you have to say, because you know who you're talking to. And I pray that each of us gets it and gets what you have for us. In the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. What we're going to pick up, uh, again, the textbooks that we have, first of all, is the Holy Bible. Yes, that is the number one book. And in my particular case, I'm using one of my favorites, which is a keyword study Bible. I've had this for a lot of years. So it has both the Hebrew and Greek, and it's just a lot of fun uh, to, to go through. And I have not even delved into it as much as I intend to in this 2022. The other two books that we're going to be using tonight, we're going to be uh, as textbooks. We're going to uh, come up out of my book. I'll just show you the real one, Kingdom 101. And the subtitle is The Supernatural Reality of Heaven on Earth, and that's written by myself. And the second book that I'm going to be coming out of for this week um, is called Establishing Your Course Through the Prophetic Anointing, and it is written by Dr. Barry Cook, Barry A. Cook, it says on the title. So these are the two books that I'm recommending. You can get both of them on your online bookstores, and I do know that some of the bookstores you can even get a, an electronic copy, so you can have the hardcover, I, I recommend always, uh, the hard copy, I always recommend getting those because those are the books. Uh, these are the ones that you can really, you can live in them, you know. This is where you make all the colors 
and pin all the notes and, and do all that kind of stuff. Whereas if you just get the electronic copy, you can highlight, but it's not as easy, I think, to get back to. And then, uh, of course, I'm going to be using my own copy of my book. This is the uh, advanced reader's copy. So I only ordered one of those in the beginning because I live out of this one. And at some point, somewhere, somebody, if you start posting your questions, I may do a giveaway because this one may just be available to come through the mail to one of you, or I'll send you a link for it. Anyway, uh, that's something that I would like to do. I like giving books away. I like selling them too, but I do like uh, being able to gift you with something if you're really going to use it. So where we're going to pick up, uh, last time we talked, I was coming out of one of the last chapters in Kingdom 101, and it's about uh, unsetting mindsets that you may have held for a long time. And that's it's uh, really, it's unsetting carnal desires is what that chapter is called. That's on page 260 in the book. And we are going to go back in there. I want to extract some things. What we're talking about is relationships. Now, when we first started this, we started talking about just an overview of what relationships are. And then we went into the most important relationship of all, which is your relationship with God. And that's going to be key in anything, in, in regardless of whether it's a friendship, it's a marriage, it's a, a parent, to, parent to child type of thing, church members, business associates, whatever it happens to be. You're always going to need to pull the relationship that you have with God in above all things. This is the intimacy with him, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That is just vital for us if we are seriously going to walk in these things the way the Father wants. And I'm going to shift something out the way. Okay. Um, that's just, it's just essential. All right. Another thing that is going to be very key is your relationship with yourself. Your relationship with yourself must be rooted and grounded in the relationship with the Almighty God. This is a kingdom thing I'm talking about. I'm not talking about a secular uh, mindset. I'm not even talking about a Christian mindset. I'm talking about the way things are in the kingdom of God. Because you see, in the kingdom of God, every relationship, everything is based upon the founder, upon the king. Let me go to some of my handwritten notes. And then we'll get into some of the typewritten notes and, and go into some other stuff. But one of the things is that um, friendships, I, I said this last week, and I, it just hit me when I was listening to the recording, that friendships are not flesh controlled. But I'm, I'm going to guarantee you that and, and a lot of them, we think of them as an alpha type of friendship or, you know, the, 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 the lead person, the strong bodied one, and then there's supposed to be the follower. But a friendship is not like that. All right. There are times in, 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 uh, in every scenario when maybe somebody does need to take the lead, but based upon what the relationships are and how, they're, how they've been established, if they've been established in Christ or they've been established by human desire, that's what's going to tell you whether or not you are going to be equally yoked, equally harnessed together and what for what reason. And the Lord gave me some interesting, I thought, interesting outlook on looking at what a friendship is anyway. Uh, because he said, first of all, they're not flesh controlled because it's a spirit to spirit life that we live in the kingdom. So everything is predicated upon spirit. Now we're talking not just that we ourselves are spirits that are housed in a body with a mind and a will and emotions. 
but also that the fact that what we found Jesus said in, in this, in the word, he said that his words are spirit and that they provide life. Friendship is supposed to be giving the life, not, not just any life, but the life of God. I am I'm really obligated from, to my friends to give them life, uh, the life that is in me through the born again relationship, the, 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 the born from above connection that I have from the kingdom, from, from the Lord Jesus. That, that is the life that I am to pour into my friends, pour into my uh, household, pour into a marriage, pour into whatever it happens to be. You bring the same spirit. You're supposed to bring the spirit of life, the life of God, the alive, born from above person. That's the dynamic that is supposed to connect us as friends. And another thing about that, because of, of the spirit to spirit life, he said that the supernat that we're supposed to have the release of the supernatural in our friendships, the release of the supernatural power and presence of God is supposed to be there in our friendships. Um, and I, I want to kind of dig into that, especially about being equally yoked in that and and that your personal standards if they are not kingdom standards are not going to stand the test of time because you are going to exact how how would you say a report card on the people instead of the assessment on yourself it is never really though we lead this way the world says well i i will be friends with you based upon the type of friend you are to me but that is not equal if god did that he would say i would be a loving father to you based upon how loving a child you are to me and most of us would not make it all right i don't care how much we think we know and all the rest of it I think that the majority of us, our love life, as far as God is concerned, it still can stand to turn up the heat a little bit. But God is not cold toward us because we, we may be cold toward him. He's all the time pulling and calling us to himself. And then this is this is going to line up with scripture where he says that a friend loves and a brother was made for adversity. We, we're supposed to be the iron that sharpens one another. We're supposed to be... And we're looked upon to 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 bolster each other and to encourage each other. Now, here's a thought I want to consider, and you'll see how it ties in. Um, it's going to be very interesting, but we found a way. And sorry about all the shuffling the paper. I've got a whole stack of notes here, okay? But uh, one of the things that we want to look at, honestly, is we want to take a look at... Um, the types of friends that we have um we have allowed in our lives what what are your personal standards for your friendships right now uh, i asked this question i'll just go ahead and go into the book for a minute on page 260 yes um and, and the chapter of kingdom 101 that says unset carnal defaults there is a simple question, and it is, how are you stewarding the life that God is giving you? Now, I want to take that word life, and I want to insert, how are you stewarding the friendships, or how are you stewarding the relationships that God is giving you? Do, did, you did you know that you are to be a steward of your relationships? I mean, has that ever dawned on you? That you are to watch over them and to tend to them the way that God wants it done not the way it most of our friendships many times or any relationship 
they will rise or they will fall based upon how we are feeling ourselves. If I'm not feeling good about myself, I'm probably not going to feel good about the women and the men or the men and the women in my life. I'm not going to necessarily gauge that they're nice to me unless they're uh, frankly sucking up. <laughs> um, I, I might want to be casting myself into a dictator role and control the relationships and have everybody snap or jump when I snap my fingers, come to attention and, and be the things that I want you to be. Not even necessarily what I need you to be, but what I want you to be based upon how I feel about myself or my finances or my circumstances or other relationships. Um, how much attention did I get? How many likes did I get on a social media post? How many people reposted my post of my reposting of somebody else's? How many people attributed me to being brilliant or smart or just the most helpful kitten in the in the in the kitten caboodle or you know whatever it, whatever it happens to be well all of that is selfish so i'm already letting you know i am pleased with you because you because you're meeting a need of mine but that's not actually how these things run and i cannot imagine um i'm sure you have stories of your own to tell about the number of times that you've been required to let's say come to somebody um, jump or or you walk around not feeling good about yourself because you did not please somebody else. You were not meant to live that way. The only person that we're to please, and the Bible says this very clearly, when a man's ways please the Lord, he causes our, even our enemies to be at peace with us. And so we spend our time running around on a low level trying to please this person, trying to bring them this trinket, trying to kiss up to them and trying to do this, that, and the other. I'm not opposed to kissing up when it's making up, you know, but no breaking up. And so it's kind of one of those things though, but it's like, but we so often, and this is what I really want you to understand because I believe this is what the Lord is trying, it wants to convey and is wanting me to be able to release. When the relationship is rooted in the intimacy with him and you come out of that place of intimacy with him and you are able to, and, and you allow that, the power of that intimate moment to be able to flow through you to others, then you operate from a position of the seated place in the heavenlies. And we are able then to begin to change atmospheres and allow heaven to permeate the atmosphere where we are and it will be heaven on the earth. But when we, well, it looks like we're at least gonna go to two videos tonight and I, I don't really understand it, but it did happen again, I'm sorry. So what I was saying is that when we allow the Lord Jesus to work through us and we allow heaven's point of view to be our point of view and we minister from that or we live from that place then we have heaven on earth and what we have is a fruitful relationship a fruitful marriage a fruitful parenting whatever it is that starts to really change the atmosphere or change the lives of the people around us so here again i was asking the question out of kingdom 101 how are you stewarding the life that God is giving you? How are you stewarding the relationships? And we really want to look at that. What kind of care, what kind of overseeing, what kind of tending of it, what kind of weeding out are you doing? And what is the standard that you're using for weeding out anything? What is the standard that you're using for gauging and assessing the life? Because it's got to come 
from the kingdom perspective. And if you don't read your word, and if you and I don't spend that time with the spirit of the Lord, then we're not necessarily going to know what to do. So I'm hoping I don't have to do four of these again tonight, but I'm, this is number two. And uh, there you go. <laughs> so again, just it's not a recap, but it's a continuation. Friendships are not flesh controlled. If you are the controlling one or you're being controlled by somebody else's emotions by, by or you are even dealing with people according to how you feel about them, then it's time to get back into the word and let the word abide and rest in you to take us into um, the places he wants. Here's the thing that I was hearing Holy Spirit uh, say to me that he wants for our relationships there's a purpose for them and one of those purposes and i'm ahead of my notes is but it's the release of the supernatural in the friendships have you ever thought about that you know i have friends that are seers a lot of my friends are intercessors and some of my friends are uh, of the fivefold apostle prophet evangelist pastor and teacher so that hi friends how are you um kind of thing like that and i have one friend that she's very new and uh new in my life and uh, she happens to be in the office of apostle. And we have had just the greatest time getting to know each other. It was like one of those instant love things. I, I, I have those with my friends anyway, instantly love all y'all, you know this. And uh, it was just like, who are you? Because it was, what are you sensing? You're sensing the spirit of God. You're sensing the call of God on the relationship. Did you ever stop to wonder or to think or consider the fact that God himself actually orchestrates our friendships and chooses people that he wants to bring into our lives for his own purposes. Now I wrote all these really great notes out and then I have this big stack of paper on my lap and uh, I don't know where those notes are at the moment, but I'll find them. Here's one of the things I, does, I used to ask, I still ask this question, does God have the relationship with me that he wants? And have you ever been in, in a friendship with someone and thought this relationship is not what I want it to be? And, and so you've got all of these ideas about how you want this thing to roll and it's not doing what you want. Well, let's put these ingredients into ourselves and let's look at them. And then I'm gonna look at a, a comparison of, of two types of, fr of friendships and all of this stuff. Will, and then I'll read from my, my book and from Dr. Barry's book and um, from Holy Spirit's book, you know, uh, the scriptures and and we'll see what he what he brings out of, of the time that we're going to spend together tonight so one of the things that we have to to look at you better check your your reservoirs of gratitude and joy and the righteousness of god and and trust in god's timing so which we'll talk about you walking by faith or, or walking in faith not just by faith, but in faith and the peace of God in you, you walking in it, anything you walk in that's of the kingdom, it also then flows out of you. So if I walk in his joy, then joy is what I release. If I walk in his righteousness, these are paths to walk, then his righteousness will flow out of me. If I'm walking in gratitude to him, then I have such a grateful heart. And, and again, it, gratitude leads to joy and the righteousness of God because it brings my thinking into alignment and then I'm trusting in his timing and then because I trust in his timing I'm able to release that faith and that peace in him that peace of his 
and then I'm enjoying the blessings and I'm not missing very many of them because I because my eyes are open. Gratitude opens, uh, I believe, enables your eye gates to see clearly the things of the spirit that you were not able to see before. And again, there's another level of joy. See, there's an increase of these things, not just a level one and that's where we're, we stay, but an increase of these things that happens. And then you walk in that, well, if I can believe this, then I can believe that. And what if I could believe this, then what would you do? And so, yes, I do believe in it. So surprise me, God, and show me what else you have. And you're walking in intentional, supernatural, superhuman life because it leads to liberty and freedom, not just for you, but for others as well, because the fruit of the spirit is evident and you have something that you're able to feed people. That's the, the essence of friendship. The new friends I have, the, the friends that I've had for a longer time, there's a seasoning. There are moments when you don't agree. There are things that they say that you sit back and go, I never saw that. I didn't even, how, where did you even get that from? And then that's a surprise of discovery. Where did you get it? Impart this to me and so forth. I got to talk to another apostle today because I'm going to, I, I'm honored, my God, to be able to work with him on these two books that he's going to be releasing. And I'm just listening to this man of God talk and share and impart. And I'm like, God, are you, thank you. Thank you for letting me be one of the ones that gets to have this impartation from this man of God. He's releasing revelation and I'm getting this as an impartation, which means because I'm going to help with the, with the book, then what I've got to do is take in that message and pray that thing through and pray for the author and then do what? And then walk in this thing with them and get that revelation, take what they're saying so that I'm reading their words with the hunger that we want to release in the spirit over every person that reads the book. That's kind of what I do as a, a editorial consultant, et cetera. That's not a sales. It's, 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 it's a privilege I have of the kind of job I have. That's why I like working only with ministers or people that have a message that the, that the spirit of the Lord has given them to minister because I'm grateful. And then I get joyous about it. I'm super enthusiastic and the righteousness, the right attitudes start to come into place. And the timing of the Lord as these things are being released, it increases what? You're walking by faith and not by sight because your vision, your eyes have been opened to see what you could not see except that you look through the eyes of the kingdom from the kingdom perspective. That's what all of this stuff is about. And friendships, these are what we're talking about anointed of God, called of God, appointed of God are going to open vistas for you and take you or me or whoever it is, take the two or the three or the five or the six of you into places or 10 or however many it is. We're going to go into places that we didn't know we could. And the callings and the anointings that are on each person are going to contribute to something that is ex an expansion of life. I know, but you don't think about your friendships that way unless you're looking at the, well, by the way, what have you done for me lately kind of thing. But we're not looking at it from that. We're looking at it from the intention of God to bring us together in these covenantal relationships, all sealed by the blood of Jesus, moving in the giftings of God, one for another, not one or, uh, or another only for themselves to see each other promoted into the into the best of what God has. My gifts are available to you. That's what the covenant part is about. It's not this one is not business. This one is friendship and it's done differently. And 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 it, it, you know nobody ever goes without. Nobody ever goes without. So whoever that was for, take it. If you're considering something and you're looking at things, this is just a, a, a portion 
of the whole of God's intent. Why were those 12 men? Uh, why were they appointed to Jesus? What was it about? Let's look at Judas Iscariot for a minute. He's the son of perdition. He was the one that fell. He's the one that betrayed him. But God didn't, you know, the weakness that was in that man, the, the insecurities that were part of Judas Iscariot. Because yes, I have compassion for the one that had the worst death of all, the betrayal, if you will, the last of, of in that place to betray the Lord like that and to perish because he so failed to understand. He never yielded to the love of God. He never let the love in. He was loved by Jesus. He was really loved by Jesus, but he would not let that love penetrate his fear or penetrate his insecurity or penetrate any of the other aspects of his character. He had been abused. He had been all of these other different things. How do I know? But the Holy Spirit opened him up to me one day to show me things about this man. And, and what I started to see was that the way that he had grown up and, and, and where he came from and all the different things that happened had him wanting to prove something to other people by the associations that he had. And he came into relationship with Yeshua, with Jesus, in order to let these others know, look, I can run with the big boys. I have to see somebody sees something in me and you all just wait and see because I'm part of the entourage. I'm on the inside of this thing. And, and so he felt like he had to prove something to others. Don't be, try to be somebody's friend to prove to somebody else that you're better or that they made a mistake. You see, the intention is wrong and the outcome will not be desirable for you because the heart is wrong. And that's what we're talking about with righteousness. And once again, we're totally moving in a different direction from what I thought we were going to talk about. But there you go. See, now in friendship, did you ever think, I mentioned that I have a new uh, a friend who is in the office of an apostle. But did you ever think that the whole governing idea about relationships is that there is an apostolic, prophetic, evangelistic, pastoral, and teaching element to it? That the very same five fold, the full hand that is demonstrated in terms of the release of the equipping of the saints for the work. Uh, the work of the kingdom and, and all the edifying of Christ, the building up, I should say, of the Christ on the inside of us, uh, building us up to be able to be uh, increased capacity to hear from the spirit of Christ and to release him, release him into the world where we live, that we get that through the apostolic pull of a friend, the, the, the ability to be that warrior and to, and to be one that, that is really anti, <laughs> anti-demonic in, in their, in their, in the, the outlook, they're prepared for war. So you've got the friend that is closer than a brother. You've got the friend that will tell you the truth, the teacher, the pastoral that are going to say, look, I love you and I value your friendship, baby, but I love you too much to lie or to let you walk into see the evangelistic friend that's you can do it. You can do it when you put Jesus through it or he put him in it or you let him take you through it or however that, and that's why I wasn't a cheerleader anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, but there's that friend, come on, let's do this thing, baby. Let's build it up on the inside and let's take us to, you know, let's go to this level. I'm going with you, lead the charge or hook you, hook arms with you. And let's run this race together, you know, 
And what did we learn from that? Because we're going to put this thing to work. And now we're going to take it to another level. We're going to extract this because God said this. And now I've mixed them all together. So if you know anything about the five folds, then you're able to pull and to see. All of these things are part of it. It's not a raw, raw. But it is the giftings. It is the power of the Christ. It is the, the unity of the faith that is supposed to be in these friendships. Two kinds. One, the friend that uh, knows you from way back, but they didn't move with you. They know your secrets. They keep your secrets. They were with you in your crimes or in your passions or in your sin. And your, they were with you in Vegas and, and they didn't tell it either. All of those different things are there. And those are people that sometimes you knew secularly, but you don't know them in the kingdom. And they don't really want to have anything to do with what you have done in the kingdom because they don't want to have anything to do with your God. But you still stick by them because they were loyal to you. And somewhere in there, you feel like there's a payment that you owe them, not understanding that Jesus has already paid that price. And that your job is not to stick with them where they've been, but to speak the same truth, to see them along their path to get to where they're supposed to go. Those friends may encourage you, but they will not be able, unless you want to stay listening to the jackass and not listen to the spirit of God, they're only going to be able to tell you so much and they're not going to be able to refer you. They're not going to allow necessarily the spirit of the Lord because he's abiding within to speak. They may have a moment if there's nobody else there when he'll, he'll rest upon them for them to talk. But the friend that has the, that has the life of God coming from the inside and allows that life to be that which leads them is the friend that is going to be able to stand with you, to pray with you, to hear from the spirit of God, either for you or alongside of you and to get others to do the same. I'm going to read, this is, I, he did not call it this, but on page 19 in uh, um, Dr. Barry's book, Establishing Your Course Through the Prophetic Anointing. This chapter is called uh, Understanding the Prophetic. And I, what I did, and Mike, I'll just show you my copy. And I wrote the word, I don't know that you can really see it, but I wrote the word intimacy here because <clears throat> he was talking about worship and, and how about the anointing to prophesy. Now that will connect with what I'm talking about. And you may wonder, how is she able to get this uh, from this particular book if, if it's not specifically talking about friendship and the reason is because the spirit of the lord is speaking to me from these pages and he's telling me what he wants told and so i'm able to release it to you but here in this page it says that the anointing to prophesy comes with worship and worship activates a prophetic utterance sometimes i'm going to tell you you need that and he says here your spiritual ears begin to hear your spiritual eyes begin to open and you can see things because you are tuned in to look for them. That's the point I'm talking about. This would be a prophetic friend or friends that, that when your friendship is flowing in the prophetic, but there is a need to have a friend, to have friends that you can go to in worship, that that you will yield to the things of God to keep on that, that, that uh, what do you say, that connection one with another, spirit to spirit. Worship activates a prophetic utterance. You don't worship to get a prophetic utterance, but you are, when you're in that place of worship with the Lord, he's, you're speaking to him, you're engaged, and he's speaking back to you. And what he speaks will be from those words of the Christ. He's going to say 
those things that he has already said, but he may say them in a, in a slightly different way. It's always going to line up. Side note, the voice of God. I want to hear the voice of God, the word of God. This here is this. Come on, get up there. This is the voice of God right here. This is the voice of God. God speaks. He every the, the Bible tells you all scripture was given by in, to men by inspiration of the Holy Spirit. It's the voice of God that was then written down. And then what? It when we speak it, it is written. It is written. That's what Yeshua Jesus told uh, Satan at the time of, of Satan's defeat. Some people call it the temptation of Christ. I call it the defeat of Satan because it was Christ showing the devil that he was never going to bow to him. But in Matthew chapter five, it is written, it is written, it is written because, but what was written was what God said. See, that's, that's the point. So the voice of God, I can't hear his voice, get in his word and even read it aloud. You will hear his voice is speaking. So when we come to worship, and it activates a prophetic utterance. Your spiritual ears begin to hear. Your spiritual eyes begin to open. And you can see things because you're tuned in to look for them. So that fine tuning of worship, that getting into the frequency on, on the level of God, humming, vibrating, being in that oneness with him will bring us to a place where spiritually we're I, our eyes are open to see and our ears are open to hear because we have been prepared. And it's not a matter, he says, of how long you've been in Christ. Anyone can flow in prophecy. There are questions that many people need answered at various times in their life. And God intended for the prophetic to flow on a regular basis. Once you begin to learn it and be trained in it, then you can move into it on your own, in your own worship time. Worshiping God pulls answers from heaven into your being. It pulls peace into your being. You'll never get very far in the prophetic realm if you're limited in worshiping God. You know, sometimes having a friend that is also a worshiper, you're going to move into that prophetic, but also if one is more skilled in certain things, you're going to, your levels are going to rise and you're going to start moving into it in a, in a, in a, a place where you're influenced by their influence in the, in the, in the clear clarity the purity of the spirit of God. You read in, uh, I believe it's first Kings where uh, Saul, the prophet uh, Samuel sent Saul uh, before he was anointed king, go and to go uh, in the company of the prophets and Saul began to prophesy. Now, if he had stayed in that company, imagine what would have been the, 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 the power that would have flowed for his nation, but he didn't have the interest in God as much as he had the interest in continually being head above others. He was a taller man from what I can understand, but more so than that, it was a posture and attitude. If we were in Australia or New Zealand, I guess we'd call him a tall poppy. Um, standing above, not wanting to be a part. He wanted to stand out, but not stand out. His insecurities caused him to want to stand out differently than if he had been head and shoulders above everyone else and had the ability to be humble before God, before the prophet, to take those things. Um, you know, he was small in his own eyes, but then he got bigger than life. And so it, it, it caused a problem. But here, what in this book, what it's saying, again, is you'll never get very far in the prophetic realm if you're limited in worshiping God. And what if you have friends that move in these ways of the spirit and, and your whole point is to all be covenant together and to allow this relationship to flow in the direction that the father wants it to. 
How powerful will it be? And how effectual will you be not only in your friendship, which will just be dynamic and amazing, but how powerful will that be? Because then the two or however number of you there are, you're able to begin to create ideas and to create businesses and to create solutions to issues and um, situations. You're not reading things and just shaking your head going, God, this just frustrates me so much. But in that time of worship, in that prophetic utterance, in that connect connectivity in the relationships, you'll start to hear God and see how we can collectively begin to solve the problems or change atmospheres. And that I think is key with relationship. I'm flying with no notes tonight. So you know it's prophetic teaching, okay? There's no, um, there is no, I have some, I just, they're not working for me. So we'll kind of uh, just work with the snippets that I can see. So again, friendships are not flesh controlled, but it's a spirit to spirit life. And this friendship, one of the intentions of God is to release the supernatural power, the supernatural of the kingdom in friendships because he wants that apostolic, prophetic, evangelistic, pastoral teaching. Now I talked about that friend maybe that you knew in the days of yore, the days before, who knows your secrets but doesn't know your, and doesn't know your destiny. They don't know your calling because they don't know your God or they only know him from a religious place. They may be born again but they've never lived the new life that, that is for them because, or you may be the person like that and you're still satisfied living the way that you always have a little bit of struggle, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a lot of mixture of the world, um, uh, world phrases in with kingdom, uh, clarity or you speaking the words of the kingdom like a quote some people are well you know we walk by faith and not by sight and it's like you ain't walk by faith a day in your life all you've ever done is walk by sight because the next thing out of your mouth is what this person's done what the news is saying how you feel about this and the prices are too high you can't afford this you can't afford that a kingdom person does not say that i'm sorry because the king i'm not sorry but the king can afford it and and so we and 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 even or you oh since the king can afford it I'll just go do this other and then you're reckless and this is a thing of mine but I'm going to tell you anyway you know I know that there's beautiful worship songs and and there's but I'm a word person and so I'll listen to certain things and I'm not going to sing that and one of the things I'll talk about the love of God being reckless and I'm thinking well reckless now that means he crashes into things uh, he uh he comes in like some kind of destruction and I don't see it that way maybe I'm wrong. But you see, overwhelming and reckless means you're intruding upon me and you're forcing your love on me when I did not ask for it. And my experience with him is that that's not how he does it. And so what I'm telling you is that sometimes we'll take a world phrase that, you know, something is sick, man, that is really sick. And we're trying to tell it, tell somebody, oh, that's so cool. It's like the greatest thing ever. It's like, no, you said it was sick. Yeah, well, sick, you know, that's just a term. No, it's a term that that Jesus actually, you say sickness, it's a sick thing. Well, uh, the blood of Jesus speaks to those things that are sick and it says he calls them well. So why does it have to be sick? Why does it have to be, it kills me to do it this way? Man, I tell you, y'all killing me with this and that. Why is it that everything is death-oriented, destruction-oriented and world-oriented when you're bringing it into the kingdom? You can't bring it into the kingdom. It stops at the gate. It doesn't even make it into the inner, uh, the outer court. It doesn't get through the gate. And so what I'm saying 
is there's a mixture sometimes that we don't even know. I believe that I'm healed, but I feel this. I believe this, but I feel this. A friend, I am the most, I, I, I can be considered to be annoying to some people that are in a relationship with me because I ask them, is that really what you want? And I want my friends to do that. And trust me, when I give them the opportunity, if I have a slip of the tongue, then they're going to come right in there and say, girl, is that what you meant? Or sister, I just want to ask you or whatever that woman of God, (laughs) whatever it happens to be, you know what? Call me on it, honestly, because we want to be better. We're sharpening each other to be better. You know, I just wish you wouldn't be so darn nitpicky because every time you can't, person can't even say nothing without you having to find fault. Well, first of all, I don't really think anybody's sitting there like listening to every single one of your words, taking it through the reader to make sure that it measures up. But if you say something that the spirit of the Lord is saying, stop in the name of love <laughs> before you get broke by the wrong stuff. And he's saying, they say that all the time. Do you not understand that your words prepare um, uh, gateways or open portals for you and that you keep using the words of the world? You keep getting the world's results. So no, I'm not going to agree with you because you because you, you think something is sick or it scared you to death or laughed you to death or done this or done that or the other. You want to say it, you say it. I will ask once, if you put your hand up in my face to tell me that's enough, I'm still going to say it, but I will also respect you. I won't say it to you. I may say it in your hearing, but if I wasn't talking to you and you happen to hear it, you can walk away. It's okay. But I love you too much to just say, okay, well then just go on and die. Just be destroyed. Just, you know, just trash your life. Just do that. I don't want to see you do that. So why would I tell you to do that? If you choose to do that, that's your choice. And I, I don't respect uh, the, the choice, but I certainly respect your power and your opportunity to have that. So yeah, it can, it can be a bit rough. And I know people like that too. And some of them, yeah, I'll tell them y'all need to dial that back because they are so o- overly zealous. There's no love. I can't, I am not going to just give you my opinion for the sake of it. Most of the time, I don't even want my own opinion, let alone somebody else wanting to have it. But if you want truth because you want to be the best that you were, you know, the, the best manifestation, you you want the truth to be seen through you, then yes, let's let's work together. If that's not for you, then that's what you say. That's not working for me. And that's when we honor each other and say, so be it. Me being a little brat I am, though, uh-huh. I said, brat, I'm going to go talk to the Holy Spirit about it. <laughs> so <laughs> that means I'm going to pray for you. I'm not going to pray my opinion on you. I'm going to ask him what he wants. How do I pray for people? I tell people, I pray for you. And I pray for some, some, I pray every day, every day. Well, what do you pray for me? Oh, that's a good question. I'm glad you asked because I'm your friend. I pray apostolically, prophetically, evangelistically, um, pastorally, and teacherly meaning that I ask the Holy Spirit, what do you want to say uh, in the life of this person today? And I give you my tongue to speak. So I'll speak, I'll pray for you mainly because I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit, how do you want to pray? Do you want me to pray like an apostle, a prophet, an evangelist, a pastor, a teacher, whatever the anointing, whatever the grace, we're going to do that. Um, I'm going to get ready to cut this short because I'm definitely experiencing some issues. I may have to get my uh, computer fixed a little bit because something's going on with my camera 
But um, I want to go over it. This is still in Dr. Cook's book, Establishing Your Course Through the Prophetic Anointing. Do I need to show it to you again? Sure, I will. Every video, <laughs> we'll show it again. All right. Um, here in this part where he was talking about prophetic preaching and teaching, and hopefully you were able to pick up what I'm saying about the two different kinds of friends, the one that knows you for what you used to be, but they can't recognize you for who you are today because they don't have the eyes to see it. And then there's the friend that wants to go through this with you. And what he said, this is page 49 in the book. It's under the heading of reveals, deals, discerns, and exposes. It's actually talking about the ministry of a prophetic teacher. But what I was looking at were the elements that connect to relationship and the elements of, of how we are all to live and to walk in this relationship with the Lord. And where he says prophetic teaching or preaching and teaching reveals heaven's word, heaven's will and purpose, not in a general way, but intensely and thoroughly. And there are two kinds of people that prophetic ministry teaches, reaches those that it bothers and those that it blesses. Now, I've talked about this for the last three weeks. I've been on this page. And one of the things that now I'm looking at it in these friendships. So you have the ones that the prophetic ministry will reach um, and they will be bothered by it because it's too much God stuff. Now that might be your good Christian friend or it might be your friend from the days of the bar or the whatever, okay? Um, and sometimes it's even a friend that professes to be kingdom, but they have not allowed themselves to be washed. They have not washed their minds or their hearts in the blood of Jesus or their they're not seeing clearly because they're seeing from the earth and looking up, trying to see heaven instead of being in, aware of being in the seated place in heaven, looking at the circumstances and releasing the words of heaven into the earth and onto the earth. So those that it blesses is what I, um, he says, so it bothers those who are hiding behind sin, flesh, wrong doctrines, personal preferences, or strongholds. Prophetic preaching doesn't simply give you something nice and fancy that can appeal to your head just so that it never has to be dealt with or exposed. Let me go through that again. Prophetic preaching doesn't simply give you something nice and fancy that can appeal to your head. Okay. It does not. So it's not, oh, you're so beautiful. Oh, you're so handsome. Oh, you're so well-dressed. Oh, you're so articulate. Oh, I was just so blessed by what you said. Well, what did you learn? Not a freaking thing because I really was so concerned about how you looked or how you sounded. I didn't want to hear it because I didn't want that thing to penetrate. See, I didn't, you know, it was great if you would have just stuck to the script, but you keep going off. You read a page from the book telling me you're going to read the whole page and then you start yammering in between. That's the people that it, it's not going to bless because prophetic preaching doesn't give you some, simply give you something nice and fancy that can appeal to your head. Okay, just so that you it never has to be dealt with or exposed. No, we're going to deal with it and we're going to expose it because then you're going to be free of it. See, that's the whole objective. Prophetic teaching is not about prophetic friendship is not about getting in your face to tell you off and to have one upmanship over you or to expose you and leave you there bleeding and, and broken. That's not what it does. What it does is it sees that you are actually bleeding and broken and gets in there to get you up like, a, like the good Samaritan to get you to a place of safety and, and recovery. And I will cover the charge and I will take care. I'll pay the price, Father, to be able to help them. To, to get to the place that you want them to be, to their place of wholeness. See, when prophetic preaching comes out, it deals with those things. That's why I talk about, and I'm being very low key tonight, but we talk, I'll talk about the ugly and, and dare to, to get involved in those type of things so 
for the sake of your freedom. We'll expose things about ourselves so that you can be free. That's the whole point. So that's what you want to read. So second, prophetic preaching and teaching does not bring condemnation, but conviction. And condemnation pinpoints something and gives you guilt without hope. Conviction pinpoints something and shows you a way out. Hope is always associated with conviction. Condemnation does not come from God. Jesus said to the woman that was uh, set up uh, by those men to be exposed. And he said, where are those that condemn you? Where are those that accuse you? Lady, where, where are the ones that were speaking for the adversary? Is there no one left? And she said, no one, Lord. And he said, well, I'm not going to do it. I'm, I didn't come for that. And, and we don't, in fivefold, we don't, and a friend, a friend does not come into your life to bring condemnation. They don't come to, unless they're of the flesh. They don't come into your life to tell you all the time how stupid you are. Look at how dumb, you know, you never get this right. Girl, you just don't ever have your act together. You're never, if they cannot find one good thing to say about you, you have to, if you have to ask the Lord, this is a good time. Did you send this person into my life to be my friend? Or did I go finding them? Why is this to be allowed? And, and, and so forth and so on. Because you'll find that many, many of the individuals you get in relationship with, it, I'm telling you, I've said it before, it's because of, of a need that you had. It's because of something that you would not let God tend to. Or it's because of a weakness. Or, or, or you even may have condemnation and feel like you deserve nothing better than this. But our as friends, we lift each other up. We elevate. And when we find fault or we see, find fault isn't even the word. If we find something that, that we weren't looking for, we go back to God even before we come to you. And we're saying, how do I express? If you're talking to, you want to talk to them about this through me, then how do I express it? I have to, I ask friends sometimes, does God really tell you that? I'm not asking like the accuser, did God really say? No, condemnation tells you straight out, you're just stupid. You never hear anything. You don't know anything. You can't find anything. You never have your act together. You're never this. You're never that. You're always this. You're always that. Or all of these other words that you cannot find in the word of God that God said. And I'm telling you now, and this is what it says in this book. Conviction, condemnation pinpoints something and gives you guilt without hope. It also brings torment, accusation, and smashing at you. And that's not what the intention of the word, that's not what the word of God is to be used for. That is not what relationship in the kingdom is about. Conviction pinpoints something and shows you a way out. Hope is always associated with conviction because that's when we're saying, I can see that you've been troubled by this harassing spirit. I can see that because you're leaking and you're always talking about this or that, that there's something that hurt you and bitterness or whatever the thing is, it's oozing out of you. It's oozing out because you're wounded. Let's find out what's going on. Let's talk this thing through. Let's go to the word of God. Or can I pray for you? Or baby, you know what? I love you. And then you go and pray. You intercede. You're listening. The prophetic side of your friendship is listening for the voice of the Holy Spirit to speak to you about your friend. Why? Because I'm seeing you from the Spirit. I'm not looking at you flesh to flesh. I'm looking at you spirit to spirit. You know, I mean, it's fine to enjoy one another's mutual beauty or handsomeness and cuteness and sweet adorableness and gobbledy gumdrop lollipop love you precious one kind of stuff that's good that's fun 
But let's make it straight. You thinking somebody cute is not the definition of who they are. That is not their identity. So if they're cute today, I like them, but you're not looking so hot tonight. So maybe we won't go out because I don't want people to associate me. See, that's 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 all I want. And all the uh, amen and you may hear in the background is my brother Alfred because he's sitting here with me while I'm doing this. It's okay. And um, but what I want to say is this. I'm going to go ahead and end because I, I um, these things need to be posted. And I know we're past the time that you usually would find them now. Uh Hope is always associated with conviction. Conviction is truth showing up to expose a lie. Conviction is is a piercing of the heart to where the bleed is or to where it finds the wound and brings it forward, not to condemn you, but to free you. That's why hope always comes with conviction. It's like, oh my God, I am guilty of this. I didn't even see this. I didn't even know I was walking in something like this. And you have just spoken a word of liberty to me that lets me know that not only is this the current condition of my heart or my life, but you have just showed me the way of escape, shown me a way, God's way of escape so that I can come out from underneath it. The last part of, of what I want to read out of his book today, and I truly, truly recommend the, the all of these books. I recommend this, okay? The other type of people that prophetic preaching and teaching teaches or reaches are those who are blessed by it. Now, this is the other kind of friend. This is the friend that is close. This is the friend that I've been talking about all along. This is the friend that wants to hear what the word of the Lord is and wants to, to submit to that word and to be changed by it so that we can be of greater help to one another. These are those people with pure hearts and pure motives. And it blesses those who are tenderhearted and teachable. And see, a friend from God is going to be pure hearted with a pure motive. I didn't say they were going to be perfect because that's not it. We are constantly being perfected. But this, and we're going to get more into this next week. Um, we're going to talk about uh, what else prophetic teaching and preaching does. But we're we're looking at it for what it does. But we're also looking at the prophetic aspect of friendship and relationship. That's if you're wondering, uh, PL, Pastor Lundzine, uh woman of God, whatever it is that you call me. Um, you know, where are you going with this? What I'm looking at is the power of the fivefold. When I read out of, uh, as I told you this month, I'm, I'm teaching a lot out of these books by Dr. Barry Cook. And um, when we go back to the other book about the mission-minded leaders, because that's a really, I love what he says a lot of it. about. Uh, he talks a lot there about the apostolic. And and you want to see where the apostolic fits in the friendship as well. And I see what I'm talking about is not that you have to be an apostle, prophet, evangelist, or pastor, or teacher. I'm talking about the grace of it and the power of, of, of the spirit of Christ at work in these relationships for the fulfillment of a kingdom purpose. That's what we're talking about here. Because if you've never considered that you have a friendship with someone because God wants to bring something out of it. He wants to do something uh, with it. See here, Genesis 1, um, he says, let us make man in our own image and after our likeness. And you're going to have to hear uh, what Apostle um, Leo Palmer has to say about that, but that'll be later. Um, anyway, but where he said, let us make man. 
and 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 after our image and after our likeness so man has prophetic ability through god man has the uh, the apostolic the creative the um the nurturing all of the different aspects the character of christ it's in us through christ and friendship is supposed to bring that out See, that's the purpose of a friendship, just as it, there's a commissioning for a friendship, just as there's a commissioning for a marriage and a commissioning in parenting, uh, parenthood, in business, in your calling. There are commissions. There's a mission. There's a purpose. There's a plan that God has. Now you start looking, don't assess your friends like, well, what are you in my life for anyway? You know, or have I been keeping you away from me because I don't want to do my calling. I don't want to accept the mission, you know, because I still think it's impossible and I'm not thinking about doing it with with Christ, you know, uh, something of that sort. Uh, there's so much to it. By the way, make your comments, please. Let's, in. I, I keep saying this, um, engage in the dialogue and let's talk about this because what kind of friend are you? Uh, are you, uh, you know, I, they are strategic from the kingdom perspective, but you don't need to be uh, strategic in it. Like you're assessing, what can you do for me? What can you bring to this? I know that's how we like to do things, but I think that a more powerful way of saying, Father, is this someone that you've assigned to my life? And if so, um, how, you know, I, I, I leave it to you to determine how it's brought together because that's going to bring an, a, a higher level of things. I have friends that go way back. I don't actually know them very well anymore because we are not connected. And I, I hear, um, I'm naming some of the loving unity apostles. Apostle Michael Fram talks on, on this and I'll pull some of their quotes and, and, and be able to share those with y'all later. But I just, I, I hear things from all of them, from my own apostle, Dr. Baker, um, from my papa apostle, apostle Eddie Maestas, from my um, uncle, uh, Papa, Apostle, pa, Apostle, um, Calvin Cook, and all the rest of the, the, the Loving Unity family and, and the senior council is what I'm talking about. And that's a movement. So if you don't know about it, uh, he'll post it. The minister, Frederick Johnson, will post that at, uh, to give you the link to go there. But um, the last thought. God, you, I, I've talked about this a little bit before, how we know the phrase that God created something out of nothing. And how I say, nah, he didn't do that. Uh, he could not have done that because he created everything out of himself. So he never created anything out of nothing. It says that he created the something out of himself. And he gave us the power and authority. Now think about this in your relationships. You have the power and authority to create something dynamic and amazing and powerful from the something that God created. Because made in his image and after his likeness means that the ability to create the something has been restored to us through Jesus. It was in the fall, but when Jesus brought that back, you have that capacity, that heavenly ability through Christ to create from the something that God created. You don't create something out of nothing either. We get it from the something that God has already put. This is coming from the unseen realm, the finished realm, and bringing the something that God created into this realm. And that we'll get into more when we talk about more of the supernatural. But I, I'm going to keep talking about it within and then go full blown with it later. Okay. But these things he created within himself. We bring from the unseen existence the secret place into the scene or the natural realm. 
we bring into this room or we speak it, we release it from the seated place, what already exists in Christ. So um, that's why we use his words in earth and on earth as it already is in heaven. This is Matthew 6, 33 or Matthew chapter 6, be it unto me, I, or Luke chapter 1, be it unto me as you've spoken on earth as in heaven. All things were made by you. And that's why we talk about faith being now, because now is the time that faith happens. It doesn't happen tomorrow or next week. It happens now in the moment that it, it, it creates a different existence. And okay, I'm going to go someplace else there. So let me stop that. But um, I want you to say this, to see this. You're not going to be effective in your relationships. You're not as effective as you think you are if Christ does not have preeminence. That's the encouragement that we have. Our relationship with God first, and then my love for myself because of God's love for me enables me to love my friends the way that God loves my friends because my whole being is so used to being a receptacle and a release, a dispenser of the love of God. Lovers of God allow God to love them. I wrote something about that that most I will most likely release on in a limited bit um, in the next few days. It's actually a little book I'm writing because my favorite, one of my favorite things, and I think my assignment is to talk about love. And uh, to, when I talk about love, it means I've got to talk about Jesus. I have to talk about the Father. I have to talk about Holy Spirit because otherwise I'm not really talking about love. But to be a lover of God, I love the things of God, but to be a lover, to be in that intimate, uh, place with him enables me to bring you all into intimate places with me. Now, everybody's not going to get close. You're not all going to get to get into the certain places because some of you just don't want to, but may have, we're not assigned to be friends that way. And if we're not, then you still have that capacity because we are all called to receive the love of God. And to be dispensers of the same. How is your love life? And I'm not talking romance now, except the romance with the creator, the romance with the sun, the romance with the spirit that abides within. How are you doing with that? We're coming up on what the world calls Valentine's Day. I call it Love Day. And it's another one of those 365 plus days that we have to love one another and to love others that are not capable of loving themselves. And so uh, you want to be a lover of God by allowing him to love you so that you can release the love that has been shed abroad in your heart by his spirit to release it back to him. This exchange, this covenant exchange, it then starts to flow out of us because God cannot be contained and his, 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 Oh gosh, his presence himself, it flows into the friendships, you see, and then it flows through the friendships into some of the other endeavors and the things that we develop or the relationships each friend has and to the relationships that are on the other side. And it starts, this whole thing is the whole earth being filled with the presence of God, with the love of God. And again, it's an, another expression of intentional superhuman living or what we call, I call this kingdom thing of ours, this life that we have. I think the final note that I have, um, do I want to use that one? 
We talked about every single ship that we engage in during our lives. It must be rooted in Christ. And every relationship, I've said this before, and it just bears saying again, every relationship must be nurtured. It's got to be. You have got to cradle this, embrace it, hold it to your breast, to your heart, and let the heartbeat of God uh, work through you, in you. And then it is the heartbeat of every relationship that we have, the heartbeat of the Father. Oh, we've gotten into something deep here. I know we have. It's a prophetic thing. So again, that's what I'm talking about. It's a prophetic thing. Let me read this last thing, I, I believe, from my uh, from my book. But I, I do want to ask you something. Do you pray for your friends? Do you pray for friends? You know, there's some scriptures that I had written down. I'm telling you, it's just so interesting well i will write all this stuff down and have it right here and then when the time comes to use it it is it it's like it just went someplace else i'll find it as soon as i go off camera and that's what kind of i'm okay with that because it just lets me know what i thought was going to be it's not what he was what he wanted so this is something else i wrote and some of this is coming in another book that i'm going to re i am going to release a new book this year uh, written by myself how about that or <laughs> written by holy spirit and my name gets to go on it all right so attraction is when um that we're looking for this nurturing is when we're drawn by the holy spirit of the father's will i'm attracted because i can i can hear him talking it's like i said i have a new friend as soon as i saw her and I looked at her and instantly I recognized her as a friend of mine, though I had never even met her. And when we spent the time to talk, it was like it just kept getting reinforced. This is a friend of mine. And every friend I have, it's a new discovery. Every friend that I currently, you know, already existed. It's the same thing. It's taking the time to not be such a chatty Kathy, or as I was called in elementary school, an incessant chatterer, and to instead listen to what somebody else has to say. And so I love, I, in the beginning, I'm just like, boo, 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 because I'm just super enthusiastic. That's feelings. And uh, it's also my temperament because I am that person. I'm very extreme in that kind of stuff. When I love you, I really love you. And it can be scary, stalker scary, but I, I promise it's always for your good. <laughs> anyway, um, but but then we calm down. It's like, I can't really be your friend if I can't hear your heart. So I've, I've got to listen for the heartbeat. And I'm listening for the heartbeat of the Father to come through you with the heartbeat of the Father in me. So that's that attraction when spirit recognizes spirit, drawn by the Holy Spirit of the Father's will. And to nurture that, we have to keep investing in the seed, or rather, we have to keep watering that seed. We're going to keep allowing the word we're going to feed on the word of god so that we always have that that wonderful uh, essence or the uh, outpouring of his love of his word of his truth of his water uh watering it with that with with more of the same and with a hunger to draw this meaning that we're shining light that's what it is it's it shines light on that dark on the darkness and says come on come on i want what you have so I'm going to keep investing also in that seed that is in my friend, um, whichever friend it is. Uh, if I have friends that write books, I buy their books and I read their books. I don't just collect their books. I have and I have a lot of writer friends. So believe me, I could spend quite a bit of money on that. But 
to read their book. And then because they're writers, I also review their book and post that review. I don't try to get everything for free. I invest in their seed. Okay. I have a friend that's going to be releasing a book in February. Her name is uh, Sochi Rodriguez, and she's releasing a book about the Proverbs 31 woman. And believe you me, baby, I will be talking about that book. And yes, I have some plugs I got to do too. Are they, why are they called plugs? Okay, that's not right. See there, that's what I mean. That's a mixture. I have some things I want to share with you and uh, some opportunities for seeing some things that I want to come forth. And why don't we want to do that? I want to be a hipster, baby. Really, really cool. <laughs> And sometimes you just look like a fool. Anyway, so no, that's not what we want to do. But I do want to share some things with you. With the sharing, it's not a, uh, what do I call it? Yeah, whatever that thing was, huh? Yeah, I'm a hipster, baby. No. <laughs> no, I said I don't want to plug it. I want to share it. Okay, so we want to walk in and stay in this light. And these relationships, these friendships, are to stay in the light, walk in the light as he is in the light, be a companion one to another. Doesn't mean we're not going to see areas of darkness. We are. And we're also going to be able to work together to what? To change the atmosphere of things around us, to be a light that draws others to us. So those are, I think, and in, in, in this, we're talking about the prophetic emphasis. But even as it talked about the prophetic emphasis, we were also talking about the evangelistic and we we're talking about the apostolic and we we're talking about the pastoral and we we're talking about the teaching, the anointings, the graces and all those. And we're going to get into that. I'm going to continue on with these things next week. And uh, as we get into February and we start talking about love and stuff, because we are we're always going to talk about love because a friend loves at all times. A friend loves in times of adversity or brother is for a time of adversity. A friend loves you at all times. The friends that stick close, the friends that, that walk with you, that talk with you, that, that, um, you know, they pray for you. They shed, we shed tears one for another and, and on and on it goes. So I think I've talked enough about that for the moment. I wanted to share a couple of things with you coming up next Monday, the 24th of January. At 7 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time is the debut or the first broadcast of a new program called Divinely Designed 21st Century Women. This is not the actual commer uh, commercial, Whoa. the sharing of that. Yes, the commercial, the advertising of it, but uh, it doesn't cost you anything. It's just telling you what's going on. But this will be debuting from my Dominion Unlimited Um web page or Facebook page. So if you don't already like that page, I encourage you to look up Dominion Unlimited. It'll show a, I think the icon on it is the shield here from this book, Kingdom 101. And like the page and set yourself up for the notification. It's myself along with five of my favorite women, um, Anita Dewayne, who is a prophet, Lochi Rodriguez, who is an author and a business consultant, amongst other things. Uh, Latasha Luttrell, who is a psalmist. Uh, um, she's a, a woman of God. She's a um, she's an administrator, but she's she's just very anointed and wonderful. Um, Crystal Kemp, who many of you may have heard her. She's um, one of the producers of these things that I do and that Apostle Baker does. And she's our administrator in the ministry. But more than that, she is a whiz on Excel. She is a wonderful friend. She's an anointed uh, teacher and intercessor. Uh, Leslie Choi, who is, amongst other things, she looks so delicate and adorable, and she is, and she's also an airplane mechanic. 
She is a cosmetologist. She um, she is a wise friend and, and um, just a whole lot of fun to be with. And all of them are intercessors. They all pray and um, along with myself. And so we will be getting together to talk in our introduction and what we're going to do. You're going to see each of them release a video during the week uh, for the rest of this week. And Monday, I'll do the last one before we actually go live that evening. So there is that. And then secondly, I want to tell you that as of February 8th of this year, I will be um, introducing a new program. It's, it has an old title, but it has a difference. It's called Kingdom Conversations with Lansing Lee. And it is going to be my opportunity to have one-on-ones with many of the senior council apostles and the prophet of loving unity, as well as other men and women in the body of Christ that are doing things. We want to have conversations about how the kingdom of God is expanding and things that God is doing through each of us. So I just, and that will be on, on the Holy Spirit Broadcasting Network. It'll also be cast uh, through the Loving Unity Broadcast Network. And um, it will come live from, also I believe from the More Than Enough Ministries, which is sponsoring this. So the More Than Enough Ministries Facebook page. So make sure that you like that one too. Uh, this is Wednesday night, by the way. So this is the regular Bible study for Astounding Love. And so we do receive the tithes and the offerings. You have all the give information. The members know what to do. And if you wanted to give into this, then you're also welcome to do so. And we invite you to do so. And thank you for that in advance. We're always praying for you. Um, Somebody in the ministry is always praying. If you have questions, whatever questions you have, I'm not going to say if because I know you do. So ask your questions. Go ahead and post them in the comments or Facebook Messenger us, and we'll get the uh, we'll get the questions and we will respond. Myself or Minister Frederick or one of the other team, Frederick Johnson. And so this is the final. I just want to say goodbye. I love you. This is Pastor Lindsay Lee of the Standing Love Global Church Fellowship. This has been quite an adventure. In the videos tonight. And um, we will see you uh, soon. I love you astoundingly. See you next week. Thank you. Bye bye.